everyone. This is Pastor Ryan, and this is our podcast. Welcome to Live Alive Church, and I just want to thank you for listening in. I hope this message encourages you, strengthens your faith, and causes you to keep pressing forward for who God has called you to be and created you to be. God bless. Philippians chapter 1, starting in verse 3. And this is what the Bible says. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this. Underline that word, confident. That he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. I want you to underline carry and completion. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on. Not you are supposed to carry, but he will carry it on to completion. Until the day of Christ Jesus. Skip down to verse 12. Now I want you to know brothers and sisters. That what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard. And to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of my brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. So I want to speak to you on this thought, chained to confidence, chained to confidence. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I pray, God, that you would give me words of wisdom to speak and impart into your leaders here today that you have called and raised up, that they would know and understand that you are doing a complete work inside of them. Though it may not be fully complete, you are still, God, carrying it on and carrying them through every trial, every situation, every broken heart, every, every letdown, every breakup, every setback. God, you are still carrying us on to completion of what you have started within us so father i pray that we would come to an understanding lord that though we may be going through battles though we may be going through different situations in our lives and different seasons in our lives god what you have done in us you've begun a good work and since you started something you are the author and you are the finisher and you will always make it complete in Jesus' name, and we said amen. So we have to understand that in this passage of Scripture, I will give you a little bit of context on what is going on so we can come to an understanding of what Paul was dealing with when he is writing this book to the Philippian church as he is sitting in prison in Rome. 
This type of prison is not the prisons that we have today where you get fed meals all day long and that you sit behind bars and you actually get to have fun and, and do things and you get to go out. There's some prisons out there nowadays that people play softball and baseball and basketball. Paul did not get the chance to play rugby. He did not get the chance to play baseball. He did not get the chance to eat meals all day long like the prisons and jails that we have nowadays. This type of prison that he was in was considered an actual dungeon. There was rats and mice and water and sewage and everything underground is where this type of prison was that he was sitting in. Actually, what would happen back in Paul's time was is that the place that he was in was such a dungeon place, they would open up the airways through the prison, and there would be the stench and the smell of feces and things of nastiness that would just flow through the prison that he was in. There was things that he had experienced that he's never experienced before. He had been beaten. He had been flogged. He had been named. He had, the, the things that he has gone through does not compare to the things that we go through nowadays. Paul was on the brink of death. We may be going through things that are struggles, and we might be going through financial difficulty, or we might be going through a breakup with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or maybe our studies in college aren't lining up the way we want them to, and maybe we're, we're not as smart as we thought we were, or maybe you know we're not getting ahead like we thought we were going to get ahead. But I want you to understand that because of what you may be dealing with today does not mean that God who began something in you will not not get you through the valley, not get you through the, the struggle and the, and the hardships and the, and the difficulty that you may be facing and may be going through. I, I can see Paul now. How is Paul in chains telling them that he is confident? He was writing to the church saying that I am confident in this thing. How can you be in chains, be in prison, and be confident in something? Because I know that some of us, when we go through, through difficulty and we go through different circumstances and struggles, how can we be confident in what God is going to do when we're going through heartbreak? How can we be confident in something that God is going to do when we're going through a trial or we're going through the storm or we're going through the fire or we're feeling like God isn't there beside us and he's never going to get us through the, what we're going through. How can Paul sit there in chains and say that I am confident in this? How can you be confident in something when you're chained, when you're bound, when you're struggling, when you're feeling unworthy. Because sometimes we get into a place where we feel unworthy. We put our confidence. It's, it's one thing of putting our confidence in God. But it's another thing when we're trying to put confidence in ourselves to do what God has called us to do. Because we all struggle at times of feeling unworthy. We struggle at times of feeling like we don't measure up. Like we have incompetence. We feel like we're never going to be who God really called us to be and we we have a lack of confidence so what happens is is when we have a lack of confidence we don't allow God to carry on what he is trying to do within us to get us to the calling that he has placed in our lives so what happens is is we sit back and we 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 continue to 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 stay we stay we stay stagnant in what and and what we're what we're doing for the Lord. We we feel like in, in in other words, if we can't if we can't be confident in who we are, then we're just gonna be complacent in where we're at. 
You understand? And when we're not confident in who we are, that's what happens is we become complacent. So that way we're never working on what we're truly dealing with inside and, and what God is really trying to do with us in, inside of us. Paul wasn't concerned with the change on the outside. Why? Paul wasn't worried about the physical thing on the outside, how he was chained, how he was imprisoned. Why? Because he was free on the inside. He already knew who was inside of him. He already knew who the one was inside of him because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So when you get to that place where you feel confident in who you are, it doesn't matter what storm or what struggle or what fiery dart the enemy may throw at you of unworthiness. You know who you are in Christ. And you can stand on the firm rock and say, devil, not today. You can throw whatever you may, but I know who I am. You can try to chain me down from a breakup. You can try to chain me down and make me feel unworthy. You can try to chain me down and, and make me feel like I'm never going to be good enough or I never should fit in this crowd or I'm never going to get to where I'm never going to get the job. I'm never going to get the car. I'm never going to get the house. I'm never going to get the boyfriend. I'm never going to get the girlfriend. I'm never going to be who you call me to be. But I know who I am on the inside, devil. You can do what all you want to do, but I know who I am. You have to get to a place where you feel confident enough and know that God is with you every step of the way. That's why Paul said, I can be in chains on the outside. But the reason why I can say that I'm confident is because on the inside, I know who I am and I know who Christ is. And if Christ set me free, he can set you free because the Philippian church was undergoing opposition. It was undergoing opposition from um, from the Roman from, or from, from other people who were trying to come against the church. And, and Paul was in Rome writing this and letting them know that he who began a good work in you is faithful. He's faithful. Doesn't matter what season that you're in, no matter what you may be facing. And, you know, I, I can sit here and get discouraged. The enemy, that's what he was trying to do today. He was trying to get me chained up on the outside and make me feel like I'm chained by discouragement and chained by, the, by what's taking place and the things. We can get so wrapped up on what's going on around us that we forget what, what God is trying to do on the inside of us. The enemy was trying to get me to stop preaching the word that brings life and that brings healing and that brings hope. He was trying to get me to shut my mouth, but I, but I thank God for his spirit that can convict and he can take control and that he can comfort us in the season that we're in and understand that maybe God is trying to do something within us and within ourselves so that way we can be confident enough to go out because if we can be faithful to the small things, he will make us ruler over many. Listen to this. You'll get a laugh out of this. I was at a birthday party for my, my wife's niece, little niece, Emma, yesterday. And, and you know, we were in the Pocomoke Forest, some pavilion out there. And, you know, they, they did the cooking the hot dogs and the cheeseburgers and, you know, the big deal with, you know, all this kind of food and everything. And, and so I was sitting there. It was hot. And I, you know how you, when I get hot and sweaty, I get a little irritated. Is anybody that way? Like, and I get hot and get, like, oh, like overwhelmed. I mean, there's water all over the place. I'm trying to find Levi. I'm trying to look for Liam. And I don't know what 
you know, and, and I'm getting my anxiety setting in, you know. And so, you know, they finally said the food was done. And you know where I'm going to be if they say food's done, okay? I'm going to be right there with the cheeseburgers and the hot dogs. So I get my plate, and I sit down, and as I'm sitting down, I'm sitting there eating. I didn't pray over my food. I just, I was hungry, and I ate, okay? So then this other guy, he sits down, and I'm not going to tell you his name or who he was, but he sits down at the table, and I, we were sitting there, we were all talking, and then he said, he said, hold on a second, fellas, i got to pray for a minute. And he's sitting there, he's doing his thing. He prayed for like 30 seconds over his food. I mean, he, he went just like this. He said, I'm like, he's throwing the word all over that food. And, I mean, he, I, as soon as he got done praying, this is what he did. He said, "Woo, amen, hallelujah, let's do it. And when I seen him do that, I got convicted in the inside. I said, either this dude's nuts or he just really loves Jesus. And, I, and God spoke to me in that minute, in that moment, and he said, because he's faithful to the small things. You know, when we get hungry and we do things and we get overwhelmed and we get we get so busy doing things, we forget about the little small things. We forget about the short little prayers that we should make before before we enter into, you know, some, or it, it can be something small. You could be praying over your test and, you know, forget that, you know, God is in all things. He's doing all things. He's in all, above all, and through all. He knows everything that we're going through, everything that we're facing. It can be something as small, small little prayers. Father, just let us get down this road safely. Praying without ceasing. Giving him, I mean, faithful. And God told me in the midst of that, he said, you got to be faithful in the small things in order to make, in order to be ruler over many things. And as we were praying here and as we were worshiping here, God was telling me, you got to be faithful to the small things. And too many times we want big things with no prayer. We go, we get upset with God. We get upset with those that are around us. And we get upset about the circumstances and the results that we're not seeing. That we forget about praying for the small things. And I'm guilty. I'm, I'm being transparent. Can I be transparent today? And God is saying, you got to be faithful with the small things. Just like you said, Beth, it don't matter who's here or who's not here. We're worshiping God for who he is and what he has done in our lives. Yeah, it gets discouraging. Yeah, it gets upsetting. Yeah, you look around and it feels like, you know, God isn't doing anything. But really what God is doing is that he is doing something inside of those who are here. And if we can continue to stick together and stay faithful to the small things. And, and I can preach to when there's empty chairs. And, I can, and you can sing when there's empty chairs. And, and we can pray when there's nobody here. And we can pray together. And we can do the little small things. And we can go out and serve our community. And do just the little small things. God will bless our lives. When you feel chained on the outside, it kills your confidence. It kills your confidence when you feel chained on the outside. When, when, when you got circumstances around you, when you got struggles facing you when you, got, when you, when you got things that you're looking forward to that don't happen, it, may, it kills your confidence on the inside. So you try to step into your calling. You try to step into what God has placed inside of you. Because we all know that we are all called here. 
We all have a calling that God has put over our lives, whether it's a gift of singing or, you know, preaching or ministering or praying or playing an instrument or doing media, doing sound, whatever it is, we all have a call. But we have to understand that life is going to throw things at us out of left field. And we have to understand that when those things do come, we can't allow it to kill our confidence in who God says we are. Because that's what happened. Circumstances is the killer of confidence. Because when things come and it's too hard and it's just too much and I just can't take it, it's too much pressure, what happens is, is you become chained by the circumstances. And what ends up happening is it kills your confidence. It kills your boldness of who you are on the inside and who God has called us to be. So then we don't step into the person, into the, into, into the calling that God has called us to. So we sit back and we just stay comfortable where we're at instead of stepping outside of that comfort and saying, God, I know it doesn't look good right now. I know I might have not have the blessing that I've been seeking for right now, but I'm not going to allow me not I'm not going to allow the blessing that I haven't got yet to hinder me from stepping into everything that you have called me to be. You know? And that's where Paul was. He was trying to teach the Philippian church like, "Listen, like, I understand that you're going through all this opposition and there's things coming against the church and there's, there's things coming against you and there's things coming against your families and there's things coming against your children and there's things coming against, you know, everything is just everything is coming against you. But I want you to be understand this one thing that God is faithful. That he who began something in you. Sometimes I, I go back to this scripture when I get discouraged. That God who is faithful has begun something. If he's began something, God does not, God does not start something and walk away from it. That's what we do. That's what I do. Anyway, you ever started something and say, oh, it's too much. I can't do it anymore and just walk away. I mean, I have. Mm -hmm. Too much pressure, too much time, too much sacrifice. But God says, when I start something, baby, I carry you through it to completion. In other words, what he was saying is, is that when he began something, he gave you a purpose. And that when he says, I'm carrying you through it, that's the process. And we have to understand that through the process, it's not up to us to carry the struggles. It's not up to us to carry the battle. It's not us up to us to carry the, 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 the things that are coming against us and the opposition and the, 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 the letdowns and the upsets, it's up to God. He's saying that through the process that he's going to carry us on through it to completion. That what he has built inside of you, Danelle, what he has built inside of you, Beth and Charlie and Sydney, that he is starting something so wonderful, that he is starting something so glorious, that he is starting something so marvelous that we can't mess it up because if we mess it up, what's going to happen is, is that we're not going to continue to work towards what he has called us to, that we're going to walk away from something that God has that, that, that God has has put inside of us to build us up, to, to reach others and to because that's what it's about. Sometimes we you know, we get to a place where God, we want this. We want that. Like God bless me with this. Bless me with that. But what if God says, you know, I, I'll give you what you want, but you got to first start with this. You know, 
Start, start with the small things first, you know. Start, start, with some, start with doing just the little things. Because, you know, why, why would God bless you with something so magnificent if you can't start with the minimal, minimal things, you know? We have to understand that God is trying to do something in and through us and that he's going to carry us on through it. I want you to write this down because I want to share this with you so you can you can understand what a lack of confidence does in your life and in my life. A lack of confidence leads to a lack of motivation. That's what a lack of confidence does. When you have a lack of confidence in God and you have a lack of confidence in who God has called you to be, really, why do you have a lack of confidence in yourself and who God's called you to be? If God has placed that calling on you and he's called you to do it, he has given you 100% control of your calling and he believes in you and has placed that calling in you to do it. And he loves you enough to operate inside of you for him and for others. So why are we at a place in our lives where we have a lack of confidence in who God says we are? If God says that we're if God says that we're blessed, we're blessed. If God says that he loves you, he loves you. If God says that you're the apple of his eye, you're the apple of his eye. If God says that all things work together for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose, then that means he's going to work it all out. He's going to do it all see what happens is is that we we take control of this lack of confidence instead of listening to what God has really called us and and who he says we are so we have this lack of confidence and what happens is is that when we have this lack of confidence what begins to happen is is that we have a lack of motivation so we get to a place in our lives that because we feel less confident in who God has called us it motivates a, it, we we have a lack of motivation to 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 want to get up here and and to preach, to to want to get up here and to sing, to to want to go to church and and serve, to to want to go to church and and serve the community, or want to go and 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 do something that God has called us to do. Because what happens is is that we we begin to be so confident in who we are that we allow our motivation to just be stagnant and say, you know what, God, I'm just going to sit right here and I'm just going to do what I do and that's it. Right? I'm just going to go to church on Sundays and that's all I'm doing. Huh? I've been there. You been there before? Don't act like you ain't never been there. Yeah. I get like that sometimes still. Like, God, Sometimes I'm not confident in who you really called me to be as a pastor. So, it, you know, just like I came in here today and was like, you know what, God, I'm in my, in my head, I'm in my feelings, and my flesh is starting to come out. And I'm like, you know what, I'm not preaching today. Right, Danelle? I'm not, I'm not preaching today. So that's what happens is, is we get to a place where we don't feel confident. If God has started this ministry, guess what? He's going to be faithful to carry us all through it and do something in and through us to get us to where he's called us to. 
We have to understand that in this moment and in this season that we're in, that God is doing something in us and that why we are here and why we are going through this difficult season and this difficult time, we have to understand that down the road that God has such a blessing, but we can't if we, if we can't be faithful to what we're doing in this season right now, we'll never get to that season of blessing, that season of harvest, and that season of seeing God doing great things. Not that he's not doing great things now, but you understand what I'm saying? If we continue to have this lack of confidence in who, we, who God's called us to be, then we'll never have the motivation to get out there to reach those people who are on the street right now with a needle in their arms and getting ready to overdose. And we're never going to reach that person who has a bottle to their lips and that is just draining their life away in sorrow because of brokenness and, and, and things that they have faced in their lives and hardships that they have gone through instead of going out there and loving on them and being the hands of Jesus and saying, you know what, there's a God that loves you and there's a God that sees right where you're at and I've been right where you're at and I know that there is hope for you and that God can pull you through it. We have to get through that season. Paul understood and knew that he wasn't a prisoner to Rome. Even though he was in prison, even though he was in Rome, he understood he wasn't a prisoner in Rome, he was—he knew that he was—he was chained to a purpose. That he was chained to a purpose. It doesn't matter what tries to enslave you. It only matters about the one who can encourage you and get you through. And Paul understood that, even though he was chained in the flesh, he understood that he was there for a purpose. And that we have to understand that he was, he was chained to a confidence outside the circumstances that was around him. He understood that God was beside him the whole way through it. He understood that Jesus was with him. And that God, that he had hope in Jesus. And that Jesus was going to carry him through whatever struggle he was facing. Do you understand? The second thing I want you to understand is this. A lack of confidence leads to a lack of maturity. You understand? A lack of confidence leads to a lack of maturity. In other words, what I'm saying is, is that when we have this lack of confidence in who we are and who Christ has called us to be, that it stops us from being developed into the character of who Christ is inside of us. You understand? So we begin to have this lack of confidence so we don't allow Christ to have his perfect will inside of us and we don't allow him to be developed because we're all if we're all saved and we're all called by God that we are supposed to be Christ like and that we should we should and I know that you know we all have fl this flesh that likes to rise up and we're not all perfect and we'll never be perfect until that day we enter into the gates of heaven but I want you to understand if we continue to walk around with a lack of confidence that it will lead to a lack of maturity. It will lead, it will lead to a lack of, of God developing who he has called us to be and what he wants us to do. You know, It'll stop us and it'll, it'll hinder us from the blessing that God wants to pour out into our lives. We'll never see the blessing if we continue to be held back by a lack of confidence. You feel me? I'm not getting a lot of amens today. But 
God wants to do just like Jesus when he, the Bible says that, you know, he, he went and he called all his disciples to himself, right? And when he called all his disciples to himself, he developed them who they were. They, they left a lifestyle that all they knew was fishing on the sea. That's all they knew. And that they were considered the worst of the worst. Like they, they were poor pretty much because they were fishermen, you know. So they were in this place where Jesus had called them to himself. And, and when he called them to himself, he was speaking life into every area of their lives and developing who they were for three and a half years. And then that's when he finally came to do when he came to do when he was on the cross. And he said, you know, he told his disciples where I go now, you may not go, but I'm going to send one who is the comforter. And he'll be here with you. So we now have the Holy Spirit who is inside of us, developing us and teaching us and challenging us to be better and to do better and and to to, to be faithful and, you know, and to, you know, call out to God when we're going through struggles. And, you know, the the Bible says that the the spirit makes utterances that we, we don't even know. You know, like. When you're not praying, guess who's praying for you? Christ. He's praying for you. When you're not praying and you don't have the words to speak, the spirit inside of you is praying. You ever been in that place? You just don't have the words to speak. You just don't have the words to, to pray. And you, you know, you don't feel like you don't even know how to pray. All you have to do is just talk to God just like you talk to your best friend. You don't have to have this wonderful, magnificent prayer that just blows the rooftop off the building. Talk to him like he's your friend. I think that we get this concept about Christianity that we have to meet certain standards in order to be a Christian. Oh, you don't have to meet certain standards in order to be a Christian. God loves you just for who you are. In the Old Testament, yeah, you had to meet a criteria. It was called the Ten Commandments. And if you didn't live by the Ten Commandments, then if you didn't live by what the law said, then then you would be stoned to death or you would be whatever you did. There was a consequence to the action. Now we live under this thing called grace. Not that, you know, means that you keep going out and sin and sin and sin and sin. Grace is not a, a license to sin. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. That's what grace is. And we have to understand that when, when we're going through this, this, this difficulty and we're going through this struggle, that what happens is, is that I get it. You know, we get this lack of confidence. But if we allow ourselves to continue to be inside of this place and, and be inside of the, our heads and feel like we have this lack of confidence, we'll never develop into who God has truly called us to be. We'll never be mature in Christ. We'll never, you know, you know what Paul said? He said, some of y'all are still drinking on on the milk. You ain't eating meat. In other words, he said, you're still so immature that you'll never be mature. You You get it? I don't want you guys to keep coming in here every Sunday and coming in here and, and putting your heart into it. And feel like you you have a lack of confidence in who God has called you to be. You know? I want you to be encouraged every Sunday, even, even when it doesn't look good and you don't feel good in the circumstances around you. Be confident in who God has called you to be. 
And I, and I want you guys to grow. I want God to develop you. I want God to strengthen you. I want us 10 years down the road be a church that, you know, we can look back to this season that we're in in our lives and the things that we have faced as a ministry now and look back and say, you know what? Now we understand why we went through the seasons we went through. You know? Now we understand why we went through the seasons that we went through back then. And we can look back on it and say, you know what? Thank you, Lord, for the thing that I went through back then because it developed who we are today. Because God is steady developing us. He's steady molding us. He's steady shaping us. He's steady trying to do something inside of us. But if we continue to walk around with a lack of confidence of who God has called us to be, we will never get to the place of maturity that God wants us to be. Last thing, and I'm going to let you guys go. A lack of confidence will lead to a lack of mission. In other words, what I'm saying is, is that when we continue to walk around with a lack of confidence, we will never step into the mission that God has given us in our lives. That we all have a mission. We all have a purpose. We all have a vision. We all have something that God wants to do within us. So if we walk around with this lack of confidence and we walk around with this, this lack of confidence that, that makes us feel, it'll make us feel like we can't step into to what, God has, has give, what God has called us to. Because we'll, we'll continue to just stay right where we're at and we'll never be developed. We'll never get to where God wants us to be and we'll never step into the, we'll, we'll, we'll never work towards those things that God wants us to work towards. We'll never work towards you know, who God really truly wants us to be. You know, if we have, if we walk around with a lack of confidence, it'll lead us to a lack of mission. You know, it'll lead us to not wanting to go outside and, and be the hands and feet of Jesus and, and be who he's called us to be and step into the mission field and step into our, our full element of who God has called us to be. So as leaders, I want to pour into you and let you know that, listen, be confident in who God has called you to be. When you get around people, when you get around those who you let your guard down and you say, you know what, I'm not going to be confident. I'm not going to let people know I love Jesus. I'm just going to be a, huh. no, Be confident. Walk around with a confidence. Like, look, call me a Jesus freak. I don't care. Call me who you want to call me. Say what you want to say. I, I know what God has done for me in my life. And Paul understood that. He was in chains and in prison, and he understood that you can chain me down, but guess what? You can chain me in the physical. You can beat me on the outside, but I know who I am on the inside. I'm free on the inside. I'm confident on who I am. And that's what he was trying to teach the Philippian church, like be confident of this. Who, who, he who began that good work will carry it on, and he'll do what he's called you to do. So remember these three things. A lack of confidence leads to a lack of motivation. A lack of confidence leads to a lack of maturity. And a lack of confidence leads to a lack of mission. So maybe.